Hey guys, Michael here, and I'm back to talk some more postseason LEGO Masters on my podcast, Talk Bricks Masters. And this is an unbelievably exciting episode for me as I got a chance to sit down with the two judges, the Brick Masters, Jamie Berard and Amy Corbett, live over video chat from Billen, Denmark. So a huge shout out to the Brick Masters and the team over at LEGO Masters for making this happen. And don't worry, we're going to have even more postseason coverage as I'm going to get a chance to sit down with the other two finalist teams, Mark and Boone and Sam and Jessica soon. So if you have any questions for them, I'll leave my social media handles in the show notes. Or you can always leave me a comment on my weekly Lego news video coming out this Saturday on my YouTube channel, Talk Bricks. And if you didn't already know, they're actually casting for the next season. So if you want to be a Lego master yourself, go to legomasters.tv to apply. But without much further ado, let's jump into it. Well, you've all been asking for them and they're finally here. The Brick Masters are faithful judges, Jamie and Amy. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Well, we're just so honored to have you guys. I mean, the show has been so much fun and you guys were obviously a really key component to making sure that week to week we saw the best of the best and got really some great analysis along the way. When it comes to the show, the one thing I obviously wanted to start with was how you guys got to the show. I think that when it comes to being selected as the judges, I know with all the different international versions, there's been a lot of Lego employees that have been part of the fun. So, you know, for this US version, you know, which is definitely a big one, how were you guys selected or, you know, did you guys have to fight to get your way onto the show? I don't know if you want to take this, Jamie, I think as soon as we heard that Lego Masters was going to be a show, Jamie and I both knew it was something that we wanted to be a part of. We're so passionate about Lego. We want to share it with the world. So we always hoped that at some point we'd get the chance. And when the show in the US came up, we both put our names forward and and we're lucky enough that we made a, a really good team to be the judges together. Yeah, and I was fortunate to work on the earlier versions behind the scenes. So I got to help set up some of the challenges, uh, plan the brick pit. Uh, which bricks are needed, things like that. So going from behind the scenes and getting to see people like Matthew and Ryan and some of these people host, you know, you do kind of get a sense of, oh, that would be really fun to try that out. And then when it finally came to the US, it was a great opportunity to uh, give that a try. But we did have to audition. And there was some tough competition. We have uh, several <laughs> very capable colleagues uh, that we had to compete against. And uh, we did our audition tapes. We did our sizzle reels. And <laughs> yeah, it was kind of fun in that we got to uh, show our Hollywood side, but also give a sense of what our company like what do we have to bring to the table uh, because in the end they want really good judges that know their stuff and luckily we made the cut yeah and I think Jamie and I balance each other really well because we have quite different backgrounds we have different experience with Lego and we work in quite different product lines so we balance each other really well had you guys actually worked together on anything internally at the Lego company prior to the show or did you guys audition together as a result of this or each alone and they found you guys to be the perfect pair we've actually not worked on a project together before this so it's kind of weird I, I made a joke earlier about how I had to go all the way to California to get to know my colleague Amy. <laughs> um, we're actually just in the same building, but we're in very different worlds in that I work on products for adults. She works on products for kids and, and girls. And it's just funny how, yeah, it was only when we got there that we actually got to know each other. That's awesome. And we never auditioned together, actually. The first time that we were on screen together was the first day of filming. So it was really lucky that we hit it off and that we had so much fun spending time together because we spent a lot of time together. We had a lot of debating, a lot of discussion. So we definitely got to know each other really well by the end. That's amazing. So when you had to tell people, you know, when you were auditioning for this, what your core competencies were, you were saying, Jamie, what do you guys think each of you brings as a judge? Maybe that's unique. 
I would say that uh, I, I'm a lifelong Lego fan. So I have just been living and breathing Lego forever. And for me, I think what I bring is a wealth of knowledge, not only from my fan background and all the different things that I've seen, but as a professional within the company, I'm known as one of the builders where if it's a difficult model or a tricky thing that needs to be solved, I'm the one that people often go to to try to figure that out. So I really enjoy the playfulness of the bricks and trying to see how they come together. I'm also an eternal optimist, so I'm convinced we can solve anything, uh, which is perfect for this type of challenge when we're asking them to do the impossible. I know it's possible. So that's what I'm looking for is I want to see how creative they are with the bricks and how they put them together. Yeah, and where Jamie has more of a fan background, I have more of a design background. I really work with the kids' products and designing for kids. So I really want to see the fun aspect, the playfulness, you know, actually seeing things from a kid's point of view. Also bringing the color. I think that is something so fantastic in Lego. We have this amazing color palette. We want to see it. We want to see fun, colorful builds, not just uh, gray. So how can you bring that fun twist and... is something that I'm really passionate about that I brought to the competition. Yeah, we definitely saw that in a lot of different challenges. Specifically, I think about color in the Star Wars challenge and in the storybook challenge with all the different kids. I think part of what you were challenging the contestants to do was really go there. Like if you're going to go there, just go there. So, you know, when it comes to these, especially these mid-challenge feedback, I feel like that was a key component to you guys as judges. I think that there was a piece to this that we didn't really get to see where you guys were really coaches along the way. So tell us a little bit about that. You know, we may not have gotten a huge highlight of it on the show, but how did you feel like you guys coached the models as each challenge was going on? I think it is really interesting because so much is happening. These are huge challenges. Jamie and I have check-ins all the time. And of course, there's only 44 minutes we've got to cut down. So there's a lot that's missed out. But we really wanted to check in with the contestants all the time to hear what they were doing, to be inspired by their ideas and to help guide them and how they could better um, express their ideas in brick form. What techniques could they use? How could they use color um, and structure to focus their ideas as well? So we all was just trying to give them little hints that would push them to make even better models along the way. And I think that part of what we were offering is just to challenge them to let the models speak for themselves. And the reason we kept saying that is because a lot of these people are very experienced builders. Um, they're used to going to fan events or building together and they can they can explain their model. They can talk about their model. They can share their model. I'd say in the, the medium of television, you really get a, a visceral impact. You see something and you react. And we were really trying to get them to embrace that and see the potential of, you know, just really let the model show it, bring it forward. This is a real challenge chance for them to, yeah, really, I mean, for the amount of work that they're doing, they really want to show it off and make sure everybody sees it in a very short period of time. So I think that was probably, besides the color comments and things, I think we were trying to open their mind to just showing their models in a different way than they may be used to showing in the past Um, and really encouraging their strengths. We saw some teams that didn't know their strengths early on. And we kept telling them, you know, you have a very uh, difficult challenge here. Play to your strengths, but then push them. Like, make sure that you're not falling back on the things that you're comfortable with. But don't be afraid to take a chance because it's the chances that sometimes bring the best surprises and that move the whole thing forward. I mean, and you really brought a lot of specificity to your feedback, both of you. But I think back to one of your comments, Jamie, about Amy and Crystal's build with the dragons in the cut in half challenge. And there wasn't enough visual contrast that things seemed a bit cluttered. We got a lot of feedback similar to that with Aaron and Christian's build in the storybook challenge. So it was a lot about pulling these icons out and really making the story very evident. Any thoughts just around that in terms of how whether future contestants or other contestants on this show could have pushed their builds further from just a layout and and visual contrast standpoint? Yeah, I think it's it's something that we also work with at work, especially in like the modular buildings, which I'm very passionate about. One of the best things I ever learned was good <laughs> editing. 
allowing focus because there's a risk that you're trying to show off in too many ways. You have all these little details that are really cool, but when you put them all in, you don't see any of them. It just becomes noise. And so I think we were really trying to get them to be aware of what is the key focus? What is the something that you want people to totally see and fall in love with? And that sometimes means toning down what's around it so that way it has that space. And Amy's comments about color, especially really, you know, I think of Mark and Boone's model with the gray shark on the gray building. You know, it's such an amazing model, but it's just one little thing that I was like, oh, it would have been so nice if they knew the shark had to be gray. Just give a little bit of a different color behind it to really let us appreciate the shark and see all of its details and form. So it's, it's again, it's just good editing and really trying to bring in uh, some focus on really incredible And models. I think something we really encouraged the builders to do was to step away from their models, one, so they can look at it with fresh eyes, but two, so they take a step back because there's so much in the details all the time um, that they actually don't realize that, that certain things that they spent absolutely hours on are getting lost in that build. So when Jamie and I walk in there with fresh eyes, we're not even noticing some of those details if they haven't thought about it. So stepping back and seeing their model from afar was really beneficial. Yeah. One other thing I felt like, Amy, you were really great at was bringing the storytelling to the forefront. And while it was laid out at the top of the whole show, you know, creativity, technical ability and storytelling, you know, it was very clear from the top. I feel like storytelling was that hidden element of the show that really, really was a winner or a loser for a lot of the different contestants, I think in a bigger way than we ever expected. Can you tell us a little bit about your philosophy as a judge when it came to the storytelling component specifically? Because I feel like that was kind of the key standout for me of what was going to win the day for many of these challenges. I think for, for both Jamie and I, when we see a build, we want to feel emotion. We want to feel excited about it. We want to learn more about it. We want to understand it and be like, wow, I feel something when I see this, not just be, wow, it's huge or it's really colorful. And the story um, and building a story through Lego is the really the magic that brings a model to life and makes you care about it. So we were always looking for that. And that instant story is really what captures your attention and makes you want to see more. And then you can have little stories hidden beyond that. But that instant story was always what we were looking for to give us that real wow factor. Yeah, definitely. And I think that there was a lot of those that were really evident throughout the show, you know, I think a lot about Tyler and Amy's build with the super baby and the cats and the movie genre challenge. Some of those were super evident. When it came to some of the other challenges, though, I think that there was a lot of close calls. And I think story was often the deciding factor. So I have a few notes on some of these close calls that I'd love to ask you guys about a little bit more in detail. So when it came to the Star Wars challenge, I think that that one was a really interesting one because all the models were some of the most impressive. And it was interesting because especially that second part was one of the shorter challenge times that they've ever had to make a really elaborate Star Wars model. When it came to the ultimate result of that episode. Obviously, all three were safe and sent to the finale, and it was really an epic finale. But you did decide who was first, second, and third in that challenge. And I'm curious, from your perspective, what made the difference when it came to picking particularly even the second and third places? I feel like that was a big surprise to even people on the show, it seemed. So I'm curious to get your thoughts around what it takes to stand out in a challenge like that. For me, I think that was about capturing a scene. And, and what we were really asking them is, how do you create something that immediately we just get the entire emotion and feel of that scene? What made that scene special or important? And at that point, we knew the builders were good builders. I mean, we're, we're, we're at the end. And so it may have been a surprise because you'll see someone like Tyler and Amy's with the big ads. They're really impressive. But did they capture the emotion of the scene? Did they capture that scene enough? And, and I think that that's where, even though it's a great model, model compared to 
the energy that was in Sam and Jessica's with the red just exploding up. That's that's really what made that scene special. Is just you've got this barren wasteland of just salt plain, and then you've got these explosions of color just kind of popping up. And the dynamic movements of their vehicle, it may not have been. Uh, we, we talked about how they you know they could have polished it a little bit more in the building technique, but they totally nailed the emotion of that scene and the energy of it. Where I think that Tyler and Amy, you know, they could have used a little bit more similar types of explosions. And then Mark and Boone totally captured the energy of that scene where it's all about the Ewoks just coming out of every little place, popping down, smashing things together. It's old world versus technology. And they also didn't clutter it. I know some people had some commentary about the trees being a bit sparse, but I think that actually, again, helped bring focus because the, the risk with their model is it could just become a camouflage mess of, of greenery. And I think by them actually, I think in a very smart way, holding back a bit, you did get to immediately see the impact of the key moments. And they totally nailed those moments of the AT, uh, ATST walker. They had the bunker and it stood out really nicely. They got the, the wood coming down in different areas. It's just all those key moments that you think about with the, that scene. And, and I think that's what people may not have realized when they saw it, because there's an impressive ball, these giant ADATs. And you're like, how could that not win? That's amazing. <laughs> and it's just, again, with each of these challenges, that it, we're being very specific about this challenges we're looking for this and 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 you can't just dazzle us with an impressive big model it's also trying to meet the brief or the challenge that we're giving and honestly they're all amazing i mean the three are past it yeah. and so what i'm criticizing it's 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 on these very yeah. fine levels and yet you know that's what we're being asked to do and that's how we're slicing this to get to a, a final but it is it is a challenge when everybody is so talented i think the quality especially in that star wars challenge of the builds was just incredible i mean jamie and i were like digging right into the smallest details of all of the builds to separate the the best from the slightly lower down and it was incredible and it was such a different challenge for our builders because for the first time they were you know using reference to build from and it wasn't coming from their imaginations and it is a different kind of challenge when you have to bring that life and energy and story but you also have to be very true to a reference and knowing that there's so many fans watching at home who will pick on your every little detail <laughs> if it's not quite right and um, so a lot of pressure on them but i also recognize that you know it is tough to be able to give a critique or to challenge a team as good as tyler and amy or mark and boone or sam and jessica so it also makes sense that people at home they do have a favorite and they are rooting for them and then when we give a little bit of a extra critique we recognize that people are going to be like oh come on but it's amazing we know uh but that is the the job we've been yeah given. i mean it's a huge responsibility to be a judge and especially when it came to the finale and crowning the winner and you know there's a prize money associated with it and there's a big trophy and obviously the ultimate title of lego masters talk me through a little bit about that final decision certainly i think the models were as close as they've ever been how did you guys ultimately pull apart that final decision knowing this is the biggest outcome of them all and i'm curious to know was this one of the times or was there another time where you guys had to to really fight for the person you felt like was the most deserving and how you guys settle those sorts of arguments i mean this was definitely the toughest decision we made it was the longest discussion we had i think that from the very start with the ideas the whole way through we were um, discussing the pros and cons of everything what was working well what wasn't working well and very very lengthy very tough discussions for this decision and again we were digging into the smallest details in these builds because all of them are incredible they were completely different builds you can't you can hardly even compare them they were so different and all of our teams were bringing their unique personalities themselves something really emotional to them so there was so much in these models so we had a lot of different criteria we were discussing and juggling to finally come up with with the winner 
Yeah, and I think we had to bring a degree of discipline into this because, you know, they're such likable personalities. <laughs> we, you know, we fell in love with all three teams. And we really, I, I, at least I tried to not think of, as you mentioned, the title, the money, all that. It, it's very similar to when we're designing a Lego product. If I had to think of the, the millions of, or hundreds of thousands or millions of people that come in contact with something I'm doing at my desk, it can freak you off. So I totally pushed that aside and I just focus on what do we ask people to do and what do they deliver? And I think it, it helps bring a degree of clarity. We've seen really strong progression with Sam and Jessica. We've seen consistency with Tyler and Amy throughout the whole competition. Mark and Boone also really strong throughout the whole competition. And now it's just the end. And again, as Amy mentioned, it's the, these, these very fine things. And I think for me, at least, I can't speak for Amy, it is just trying to see who took a bit of a risk at the end, who took a, a chance and yet still finished it, completed it in a, in, a, in a great way. And I think Tyler and Amy just had that, they, they took that extra, extra chance to build something that was a bit more complex. And yet it wasn't something we had already seen before. They used the power functions, which they traditionally weren't a team that was known for that or, or comfortable with that, but they decided to do that. They also had uh, multiple layers of storytelling underneath. We didn't quite see the cave on the TV at the final edit, but um, they used lighting, which also didn't quite come across the necessarily on camera, but they were really trying on, on different areas, uh, in different spaces to to try something new. But then also it was, it was totally on point for them. We knew it was Tyler and Amy. As soon as you see it, it just, it was representative of them, which is one of the things we were asking is, this has to be you. It, it just really not only spoke to their building style and their professionalism and how they crafted everything, but also the storytelling uh, was very personal in, in how they approached it. And again, Mark and Boone did a great job. I mean, for me, their, their big win was the paint camp was just so clever on how it rotates. I think with them, we, we were just hoping maybe they would have pushed it a little bit away from another tall square building. And, and, and it's brilliant and it's beautiful. And you can't help but look at that and go, wow, it's impressive. But it's again, when we're at those fine details, I think it's just who, who really pushed themselves to try something different, take a chance. And, and, and for me, that, that, was, that was ultimately what, what, uh, what helped me decide. But we were definitely in agreement, would you say, Amy? It, it took a while for us. Yeah, it took, a, it took a long time to we could be like, okay, we have our decision and and very many lists and working everything out. You know, it was very structured, very technical. But in the end, we we came to an agreement and said, we feel this is the right decision. They have, they totally deserve it and great work. But all of the teams, I mean, I'm sure you can agree, incredible final. We did not believe at the start of Lego Masters we were ever going to see builds like that. Um, even though we knew we had some of the best builders in the country. So we were blown away by, by the quality of all of the builds in the final. Yeah. And the thing that makes me especially good is that in the end, you hear everybody coming out saying, Sam and Jessica should have won. Mark and Boone should have won. Everybody wanted their team to win. And I love that each of these teams was so compelling and, and so worthy of being in the final that they all have their fan clubs now that are really passionate for them. And uh, that's the best we could have hoped for is having uh, three finalists that the whole world Yeah, loves. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, it was such a good final. And really, a lot of the characters were so great when it comes to this whole season. You said you fall in love with these characters these people that you get to know. And certainly we saw a lot of emotional final conclusions to a lot of these episodes. I think back to the challenge that Amy and Crystal went home on. And Amy, you were you really moved by them just being included in the show. You said that they were an inspiration. So I'm curious, you know, just a lot of these moments get even emotional for judges that are meant to be really stoic and, and rule focused and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. I'd love to just hear about any of those sort of moments that stand out to you and what it meant to you guys to be part of this. 
I think, I mean, I think you could see clearly on the camera that that was one moment, no matter how hard I tried to be that even get a bit emotional now talking in it, no matter how hard I tried to be the strong, strict judge. Um, and, and Jamie would also try and support, we tried to support each other with that. I just could not hold back the, the tears on that one because all of our builders just put their heart and soul into everything they did. They put it on the table. They want so much for us to just say, guys, you it's amazing. It's incredible. But we, And we do feel they've made, done an incredible job almost every week. But at the end of the day, it is a competition and we have to send people home and, and we know how much it means to them. And I think Jamie and I are both inspired by all of the builders. And for me, especially just, I think female builders are a little bit more rare to see. You don't see as many of them. And, and Crystal and Amy were really inspiring, two really inspiring girls who just love Lego and are such a great um, role models for so many little girls and inspiration to so many. And um, I love seeing them build every week. So yeah, it was sad to see them go. But I think it was the same every week. It was extremely tough to see any teams go. We wish we had 10 trophies. <laughs> yeah, we did get very close with each of the teams. And I think at the end of, of every episode, we, we couldn't help but go up and, and every group hug. You know, everybody's really feeling the moment um, because nobody wants to see anybody go home. And considering it's a competition show, it's the least traditional <laughs> competition <laughs> show in the world like i mean everybody's rooting for each other everybody likes each other and when people leave everyone's sad and it's incredible because most of the time people are like good one less person to compete against and here it's like no don't go um so it is a strange dynamic but it also reminds me why i love the lego community and why it's i couldn't agree more well i definitely want to be respectful of time but give you guys a quick second to plug anything that you guys are working on or things that the community should know about just because uh, obviously we want to support you guys too. No, I mean, I guess I would just like to say I hope you all enjoyed Lego Masters. I think Jamie and I both had so much fun making it. We both love Lego and it was amazing to share our love for Lego with so many more people. And I think it's great to see how many people are inspired to build and create from watching the show. So we loved it. Yeah. And I'm especially proud that this reached so many people, even beyond the fan community. There's a whole new group of fans out there. And I I think that's a real tribute to all of the builders. They're wonderful personalities, but they're real talent. Uh, Just really inspired the world at a time when everybody really needed it. So I was just really happy to be a part of it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. It really means the world to get the chance to talk to you guys. So thanks again. No problem. Thank you. That was really amazing to get to talk to the two Brickmasters, and I'm so excited about my upcoming podcasts with the finalists Mark and Boone and Sam and Jessica. So stay tuned for those podcasts coming soon, and be sure to send in your questions. And be sure to leave me a rating or review on iTunes or whatever service you're listening to this podcast on now, as it really helps others find the podcast. If you want to hear more from me and check out my weekly LEGO news videos, you can follow me at youtube.com talkbricks. And if you want to keep up with me on social media, I'm at talkbricks on all social media. And if you want to follow along with a podcast, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at TalkBricksMasters or on Twitter using the username TBMasters. Thanks again so much for listening and I'll talk to you all next week.